Welcome to the Kashrus Recording Series. Tonight's class is dedicated for Chaya Rivka Bas Chayena. Now, tonight's class is titled Navigating the World of Echshedim. We will delve into the structure of national Hechshedim, how they function, and how Hasidish Hechshedim function, and the differences in between them. Let's begin with national Hechshedim, such as the OK, the OU, the Starke, the Chavke, etc. How do, it's really international Hechshedim, how do international Hechshedim work? They, uh, to start with, they, um, <coughs> They spend a lot of their energy and emphasis in the in the quality of the cautious work that they do with the use of technology. A large hechsher will have a, an elaborate computer system and uh, typically will get formulas for the products that they certify and have the ability to utilize technology to help them do their work in as precise of a manner as possible. For example, if you have a formula for a product and a particular product has 20 ingredients and then so one day we find out that one of the ingredients inside this formula suddenly lost its hashkacha or we found out there's a problem with that ingredient by housing the formula in our computer system we have the ability to identify that particular ingredient and type it into the system and run a query and a report and find all the dependent products that are using that ingredient and then be able to tell the companies using that ingredient that this ingredient is no longer approvable and has to be replaced. So they have the ability to react very quickly um, to an issue that arises and, 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 and solve the problem on a, on, a, on a national level with all their products all at once simultaneously. National, international Echshedim, they rely heavily on systems that they put together to be able to do their kashrus work. Similarly, when they issue a kosher letter for products, they typically, almost all cases, issue a kosher letter specific, specifying each particular product that they certify. So international Echshedim certify hundreds of thousands of products. They have a kosher letter for every product that they certify, Often these kosher letters have special ID numbers also so, they're, so they can track them. And this way, every product is accounted for with a specific kosher letter, with a specific status, and all the details thereof that, that tell you what the product is. In addition, with an international hashkacha, because the rabbis that are involved in certifying such products are working collectively with a, in a large agency, they're sitting in an, in an office or they're part of a company that has many, many different experts on many different industries. And collectively, the rabbi's experience is something that you're going to get. Uh, it's going to create a, a almost an unmatched level of experience and, um, and awareness, something that a chesidish hechsha wouldn't be exposed to because the amount of visits that an international hashkacha is doing to factories by far surpasses that of the visits that a chassidish would do to their factories. 
So by way of example, if you have a doctor who is training in a hospital that has surgeons, it has a pediatric surgeon, it has, a, it has an orthopedic surgeon, it has a brain surgeon, it has all different specialists, and this doctor is exposed to all these different specialists, by osmosis they're going to learn many different things about the, the field of medicine. In a similar way, a rabbi who functions, works for an international hashkacha, is exposed to a very, very broad, the broad world of kashras and a broad scope of manufacturing processes and has experts at their fingertips they can consult with on any particular industry. Now, national hechshedim, because they're certifying products in the, in the international market, they cannot have every chumrah that a chesidish hechsh will have. It's just a fact of life because they're, they're catering to a much larger market. One of the examples of this would be that all international echshedim would certify a catering establishment or a restaurant if it's owned by a non-Jew or lahavdil owned by a Jew who's not from. Echshedim, to the best of my knowledge, the reliable ones would not certify a food service establishment, generally speaking, if the owner is not a Frumiyid. Now, Hasidic Shehechshedim have said that they could not exist without the knowledge and the base of the, of the international Hechshedim. Because all Hasidic Shehechshedim use ingredients that are certified by the international Hechshedim. So, they're really piggybacking on the international Hechshedim in terms of their ability to get information and the ability to have ingredients that are certifiable for their products. What the Hasidic Sheikh do is they are more discerning on what they will accept and what they will allow because they're more stringent on certain things because they're focusing on a select market. They are more stringent on certain things in general. Some examples of where they're more stringent would be they would not allow the use of cream of tartar, which was explained in a different recording, which is made from dried-out dregs of wine, which halachically, in Shulchan Aruch, has to be dried after 12 months. Today it's mechanically dried, so there are opinions that say mechanically dried equals that of 12 months, but not everyone agrees with that. The Chassidah Sheikh Sheyam not to allow mechanical drying to take the place of real drying, and, and also with regards to shellac, which is a, which is a secretion from an insect, the Hasidic Shein would not allow that. It's also, the hetar is also based on the fact that it's dried, so the mechanical drying is to simulate the, uh, the idea of the 12 months where it becomes totally dried out. Um, with regards to vegetable oils, vegetable oils are refined on refinery equipment, so the good Hasidic Sheikh Mahmir are stringent to only take vegetable oils from factories that don't refine vegetable and animal fats at the same factory. Now, the ones that have Hasidic of course, are refining the vegetable oil on separate equipment from that of the animal fats, but nonetheless, the Hasidic Sheikh want to be more discerning and more stringent. The Hasidic Sheikh also have a different system. They typically make their products with a mashkiach tamidi, a, a, a mashkiach who's present at the time of the production, or there's a frumyid present. 
They don't have an elaborate computer system. They have a basic computer system to keep organized. They may just use a basic program, but they don't have an elaborate computer system. And they also don't have um, experts in every industry on their staff, but they will connect with a reputable international hashkacha to ask the requisite questions that relate to their issues that they're facing and do proper diligence to be able to certify the products in a proper manner, the ones that are reliable in this. An example of a Hasidic Hechsher, without mentioning names of one that would not be reliable, would be a Hechsher that does not have much of a system or any, of a, any system whatsoever and just relies on the fact that the person that they're certifying is a from Yid, is a, is a religious person. Now, just to clarify this concern in a more detailed fashion, there's many details about the food industry that an average consumer would not be exposed to. Now, we're hoping to remedy that by providing a lot of educational material such as this. But in general, there's a lot of information on the industry that only people that are in the industry are, have their pulse on. For example, just to give you a simple example, dark chocolate to somebody who's not in the industry could think, a person could think that dar- all dark chocolate is automatically parv. That's, that's factually inaccurate because there's a lot of dark chocolate that means that the formula does not contain any dairy ingredients but that's actually run, it's manufactured, it's processed on dairy lines and dairy lines of chocolate have lots of residue so there's going to be incidental and a certain a high degree of dairy that's going to get picked up to the product so it's going to be labeled dairy. So dark chocolate by itself in the industry there's plenty of dairy, that's dark dairy chocolate available in the industry. So, for example, if you have a chesidah shehechshu who is just relying on the from owner, and let's say, for example, they process chocolate by way of example, and they have no uh, understanding or knowledge of the industry, they could erroneously think that the dark chocolate, old dark chocolate, is automatically going to be parved. Just an example of where things can go wrong without proper supervision or proper awareness about what's going on in the industry. Now, doesn't mean that anyone is deliberately trying to do something wrong, but it might mean that Proper due diligence was not done, and therefore it's considered to be a substandard or not an acceptable hashkacha for that reason. Additionally, the ones that are reliable will be machmer and bishli Yisrael with regards to potato chips, for example, where many are international do not require bishli Yisrael to be uh, for potato chips even though the OK does require Bishri Yisrael on the potato chips that we certify, if they're not cooked with steam, if they're cooked with steam, we're lenient, um, but we do accept non-Bishri Yisrael potato chips in our restaurants if they have a reliable hashgacha. So from this we can see that hachshedim are coming from very different perspectives. International hachshedim are servicing the general market and therefore they have to look at it from that lens. And in that itself, you'll have different standards from international hashkachas as well. Chassidish um, Shedim are really focusing on a select market, and therefore could be more discerning and can be more, uh, can be more limiting in what they're going to accept and what they're not going to accept. If anyone has a particular question, they're always welcome to ask a kashos professional to get more clarity. And the purpose of this is just to, to increase awareness so people can understand the approaches that the Hechshedim are taking when they certify products, and it is a service for all consumers alike. 
and consumers should do their own due diligence to make sure that they make appropriate choices to the situation that they're in and to the kashra standards that they keep. Hatzlacha Rabbah.